I got, got I got peed on. What? Yeah. You got peed on? I did get peed on. Um, Intentionally? So, well, cherries mm, okay. out. What? Was it malicious? <laughs> it felt a little bit targeted. It was in Big Bend uh-huh. over Christmas. We heard, yeah. I took my daughter on her first like real hike. So okay. like, three okay. plus miles, oh, okay. big yeah. change elevation, that kind of thing. She did great. She also got to um, experience the joy of trail peeing uh-huh. while we did that. Sure. So I was like, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to be mom. You I, was, know? I was born for this. Be yeah. trail mom. And so I'm like, okay, you have to squat and then... She's doing it, and I'm helping her find a place to like squat against like a rock. Sure, yeah, to, like get some prop support, up, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then I was gonna help her with her pants, so like I put my hand on here, and I'm holding her pants back. And then she just like sort of unsquats Uh-oh. right, and she starts peeing, and it goes straight into my hand, and then like up my sleeve. <laughs> she got to learn a new bad word. <laughs> She's warming you up. And then I had a very sticky hand for the rest oh. of that hike. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday. This is not the first podcast released in 2023. No. But it's our first one recorded yeah. in 2023. And we are back. There was concern yeah. that we might not we be back. We felt like we might but not be here. there for a minute. <laughs> I wasn't that concerned. I yeah. knew we would be back. There, yeah. there was the possibility. We left it open. Yeah. Sure, we did leave if, it open. I feel like David really thought about it this morning. <laughs> it, it was like, oh. It was more like three or four days ago than when <laughs> I thought about it. Do yeah. I want to keep doing this? Right. We've done like a lot of episodes. Yeah. We have. 220 yeah. plus. Whew. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. That's And that's every week. Yeah. yeah. That's not like 220 plus over like 10 years where you're just doing like, a, a, you know, a sitcom of 22 episodes a year. No. no. Every week. Every week. Amazing. We're pumping it out just for you, listeners. This is this just, is our gift to you. Just for you. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, by the way, my wife said <laughs> she, next year. she emailed in to be on Sunday and did what? not get a reply. Oh, my oh gosh. No. So I said, whose responsibility is that? I know it's not mine because I don't have the email. Mine, but I'll have to. <laughs> did I even do this. our introduction yet? I don't know. Did no, you, you didn't. You said welcome to me on Sunday. Yeah, this is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always. Pastor David Bowser, who does not read emails. How are we doing, Patrick? <laughs> and Elisa McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. Those okay. are supposed to all be forwarded to my email address so that I can. I'll look Clearly, at I'm sorry. there's okay. a bug in Listeners, the machine. Listeners, I am sorry. I will. Yes. If you've listener been in particular. In, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not that listener. Other listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a good email? Well, she's um, going to say yes. It was in response to our um, Christmassy episode where we went Ooh. over the um, the German world boys. records. Oh, the world records. Okay. And uh, we talked about beards being woven together. Mm-hmm. And she said, my beard is already too long, so don't do that. So. Yeah. Your I, beard. I thought oh, she okay. might have yeah. some opinions about yeah. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I she... I trimmed it last night. So. We had, we had a looks, good authority. Yeah, Patrick good. is not allowed to enter the beard yeah. weaving contest. I'm glad she weighed in yeah. so yeah. that we know for sure. For sure. Yep. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get your into feedback this. matters. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it may or may not get forwarded to Pastor David's other email, That's right. Right. It's hard to say. Huh. Um. So when this is released, what what day is this released? Monday. What's that date? <laughs> we don't the know. Ninth, January 9th. Oh. Is, is Christmas over by that point? Yeah. Christmas, to your Christmas ends on January sixth. Oh okay. my gosh. Uh-huh. Why? Oh, it's not that hard. It's, it's twelve so days. Crazy. It's, it's not crazy. It's not it's tw- even the same year anymore. <laughs> well, that's because years are made up. Uh, so Christmas is made up. <laughs> I don't argue with that. I'm just saying, like the fact that it goes over a year. That's like saying, like it's not even Monday anymore. Like, yeah, it's not Monday anymore. Who cares? It's not Monday anymore. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. All right. Because uh, I have some news, but it is Christmas related. But that's I think it's going to be good for us all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you familiar with the song "Last Christmas"? By Wham. By Wham. Yes. By I couldn't have told you it was by Wham, but that's the last Christmas I gave you my that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you a fan? I mean, I know it. I don't know that I'm a fan. I don't like go around jamming out to it. Okay. 
Elise? So yeah. I participate in this thing every year where I try not to hear Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, okay. Yeah. How far and did you make it if, this year? If you don't hear it, then you win. Did but you win? I, no. I heard it a oh, lot. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, What's the longest you've ever gone? From like Thanksgiving forward, what's the longest you've ever gone without hearing it? I, I think I, like right up until Christmas wow, is okay. the longest I've ever gone. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, maybe this couple should try to do that better. Uh, Swedish couple raises over $50,000. <laughs> to never hear last christmas again oh <laughs> i like it so how far would you go to never hear a song you hate again for this couple yeah. they're willing to buy the rights to the songs and erase it from the music charts oh my wow. gosh <laughs> only in sweden or like worldwide um worldwide so so are we never gonna have to hear last christmas again I, yeah i'm gonna win this so they've only <laughs> every year. raised fifty thousand dollars it costs more than that oh. to buy the rights, by the way. Oh. Uh, it's That's estimated that the rights to the song will be f- between 15 and $25 million. They've got a ways uh, to go. So they're yeah. on their way, but they're not quite there yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there's a lot of money in Sweden, so sure. I believe you could, in them. You could get, donate. <laughs> you know, yeah. You could be a part of this. I'm not a, going to, but they have I could. a GoFundMe? Is this like a... Uh, they do. They yeah. are raising money. I okay. don't think they're just pulling from their own finances here. They're raising money to eliminate last <laughs> Christmas. Um, so Hannah, one of the part of the couple, uh, says she started hating the song 12 years ago when sure. her boss played the song on repeat Ouch. in the cafe she worked at. Oh, that's and, a good reason to hate it. Yeah, and he was only in now and again, so he didn't fully appreciate the agony the rest of the staff <laughs> felt when last Christmas pay- played for the 111th time of the working day. Oh, yeah. There's one song on repeat that is miserable. That yeah, I mean, a like cafe, any, any song. You're not in like the customers, and then they're short enough time. To yeah. not hear that like only once or twice, right? Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, that's, 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 you got to at least have like a four or five song playlist yeah. so that you're not having that repeat for the customer, at the very least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. You're an owner. It's, all, it's employee. You, you don't care employee. about your employees. <laughs> yeah. But like for at least the customers. In yeah. Sweden, they care about their employees. They give them like healthcare and stuff. Well, they, yeah. did, did they give them last Christmas? Apparently. Evidently. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, so they got the idea that it was theoretically possible <laughs> to buy the rights mm-hmm. and then take it off all streaming platforms. <laughs> it is theoretically possible. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if not last Christmas, is there a song you would want to buy the rights to, to eliminate from you know, ever having to hear it again? Is, are we thinking specifically Christmas songs? You're, you're just your choice. Listen the world is my oyster. Okay. Yes. Oh. Mm. 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 Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Really? With the fur. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, that one gets me. The whole club was looking at her. <laughs> right. It's so annoying, though. Oh, like, it's absolutely. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Apple bottom jeans. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'd have to think about this. I think I'll go with just like Christmas songs for the moment, and mm-hmm. I would probably uh, scrounge up the money to get "Married Did You Know" off the charts. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm you really that hate one. that one. I do. Yeah. yeah. Party so, rock anthem. I've reconsidered. Okay. What's party rock anthem? Party rock is in the house tonight. Uh, yes, yeah. okay. that I could get that yeah. one gone. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not. Uh, it has zero merit from from a sure. musical. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur was like a cultural moment. You know, yeah. like yeah. that takes me back to all the bad like high school dances. Oh yeah, sure. but great. the party rock anthem is bull. Yeah, it's okay. terrible. How much do you think it would cost us to get uh, either one of those songs off the air? What's it going to cost to get the rights to Party Rock Anthem? Uh, for, for my song. It's very popular. Do we have $15 million? For my song, thanks yeah. for asking. Um. Oh, yeah, oh, Patrick, what do you want to take <laughs> off there? Sorry. Uh, to me right now is we've moved on from like 
watching Moana or Mulan over and over again to watching like YouTube stuff. Sure. And he really uh-huh. likes this gummy bear song. Oh, the gummy bear. Yeah. It's the worst I'm thing. I'm a gummy the... bear. Yeah. I am a gummy bear. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Three minutes. I don't we, know this one. We watch it over. No, never put it on for the first time. I can okay. Yeah. It's, it'll never stop. Because right. uh, it's, it's horrible. And um, I would pay, you know, thousands of dollars to eliminate it from my life. All right. Uh, he would probably cry, but you know. What? Kids are resilient. <laughs> a child's tears are worth thousands of dollars. He'll forget, yeah. He'll yeah. forget that this yeah. ever happened. Exactly. Uh. Um, all right. So what would happen if they do buy it? This is their thing. Um, they intend to dump the master recording in a finished nuclear waste site <laughs> where it will rest for at least two million years. That seems unnecessarily <laughs> oh extravagant. Gosh, yeah. yeah. And okay. they have nothing against Wham. They want to let that know. They nothing oh, sure. against Wham. Yeah, love Wham. Yeah, who, who doesn't love Wham? But it, but it had to be done for the support of the people that suffer like us. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's mm. good of them to look out for others. Yeah, yeah, it's very charitable. It is okay. Yeah. So maybe by this time next year we'll never hear Last Christmas again. I doubt that. I don't think they're going to make this. you know fifteen million dollars no, is a lot of money. It is, and they're not even for close. that. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. And then what game am I supposed to play? That's true. With Christmas music. Mary, did you know, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can come up with another song to try to not hear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are kicking off. Well, we're not kicking off the New Year. New Year to us. Yeah. Right. Because we recorded that one before. New Year That's recording. Right. New Year recording. Uh, with our friends in Relevant. All right. Uh-huh, we're back. back at it. We love our we love our besties here in Relevant. We mm. wanted to catch up after the holidays. What are right. they up to? Sure. You know, where'd they go? Do they travel? I hear they went to Big Bend and got peed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear they went to Michigan, lost their luggage. That could yeah. be true. Yeah. That's hard to say. I hear they stay home and got a calendar full of dad jokes. That's, look, that, that's <laughs> Wait, are we relevant? Are we? <laughs> we are our only friends. Because that's all that happened to us. Yes. Okay. yes. Um, all right. We're Just talking- to be clear, I didn't lose my luggage. Somebody else lost my luggage. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't do it. the PA. You gave it <laughs> yeah. to them. So. I did give it to them. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is from Relevant. Five signs... You're reading the Bible all wrong. Okay. How many of these have I committed today? (laughs) One more thing to have imposter (laughs) syndrome about. (laughs) Did you read the Bible today? I did read the Bible today. Oh, I didn't. Me neither. Okay. Well, you at least haven't done done it wrong. You can't read it wrong if you're not reading it. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Not today, at least. Or at least not yet today. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. All right. that optimism. Okay. Um, Coming into the new year with all sorts. So, of let, me, so let me ask you right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Can you read the Bible wrong? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely, you can. Okay. Let me ask you before we get to these five. Okay. How can you read the Bible? You wrong? could read it upside down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, that would be an option. Like, like the book is, that- is upside down or you're upside down. <laughs> Well, if you and the book are upside down, then it's a, it's then okay. It's two, two wrongs. You might right. get a yeah. headache. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, it works yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know why that really caught me off guard. That was good. That was coming into the new year with all sorts right. of new jokes. Good work, Elise. Thank you. Uh, okay, so how can you read the Bible wrong? Um, I think if you read it out uh, without any sort of understanding of its cultural context, I think uh, mm-hmm. you're reading the Bible wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you are exclusively reading it on your own without any sort of uh, community or additional uh, commentary reflection, I think you're reading it incorrectly. Uh, if you're uh, reading it to try to proof uh, or prove uh, your own existing beliefs. I mm-hmm. think you're reading it correctly, incorrectly. Uh, and if you're reading it solely to like look for answers to life's greatest questions, I think you are often going to be disappointed. I, mean, I don't know if that one says much reading it wrong, but I don't think you're going to find that if you read it that way. Yeah, these are good. Did I just hit their list? Did I get no, all five? No, no. Well, we'll come back to some of those things because okay. I think these are mer- have merit. Okay, let's take yeah, a look. They do have merit. I just said them. For <laughs> <the best. laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> 
What about mine? Uh, on there? <laughs> <laughs> it's one through five. Honestly. Number one. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> upside down. Reading it upside down. Number two. Reading it underwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could read it underwater <laughs> uh, in hebrew is written backwards yeah that's right. true yeah maybe maybe we're reading it wrong plot twist <laughs> all right uh so really what you should do because you've got the old testament and the new Testament, you should start in the middle and read to the outsides because you got to mm-hmm. read the hebrew part what we would consider backwards and then greek part what we consider forwards. so you got to sure. start in the middle yeah. and read oh, out wow <laughs> yeah there you go. a mind bender i know patent this <laughs> All right, number one, uh-huh. uh, you only read the Bible for information and facts. Facts. Sure, yeah. Okay. Like, Anything else you want to say about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. We can, we can do better. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> this is going to be a short <laughs> podcast if we, if we got nothing else. <laughs> okay. Um, so are you, do they mean like historical data backup type thing? Like, Yeah, like you're reading this to know what life was like in the mm-hmm. 5th century BCE. Sure in israel yeah um so they use this analogy okay let's hear it um we'll see if you like it or not okay uh you probably don't okay uh what if i were to tell you i knew about michael jordan like Mm -hmm. like statistics Mm -hmm. or things like that sure uh or if i tell you i know michael jordan okay so that's, uh, so that's first kind of, of all, I don't believe you. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you reading this to learn about something else and taking it as kind of an academic exercise, or yeah. are you taking this as an opportunity to enter into a relationship? Yes. Yeah, I think. I mean, the, okay. ana- the analogy falls short, but I, I get what they're, they're hitting yeah. at here, that you mm. should, we shouldn't just be reading the Bible as an academic exercise. Yeah. Which I, I think is useful. I think, yeah, if you're just going to the Bible to look for information, as they said, if you're just going to say like, oh, well, this is... This is what people believe about God. This is what other people believe about God, or this is how other yeah. people. Like, I think you're missing the purpose of the Bible. I don't. Yeah, that I don't only know applies a... to somebody I think who's a Christian, though, because I think sure. if you're not Christian and you're going to the Bible, it's like out of curiosity or a source for information, then that's fine. Like, I'm not saying it's not yeah. fine, but it's not what the Bible was written for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there is some merit to knowing the Bible, even if you are not a Christian, to understanding yeah. and knowing the stories and presented in, in mm-hmm. scripture. I think there's merit to that. In fact, I we have some kids and families who've gone to Lord of Life who say, I am not a Christian. Mm-hmm. I do not believe in Jesus, but have can find value in knowing about Christianity <laughs> and what the Bible says. Especially sure. in a Western nation like the mm-hmm. United States that has a lot of kind of cultural context based on scripture. I think it's important. I think it can have merit on its own, but it is not written as a textbook. Right. So reading it as such for like knowledge in a sense, I think you're going to fall flat. Yeah. Not to say there's not knowledge in there. Right. But it's has not what it's written for. Right. Yeah, it's it's not, purpose. It, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not written to, to pass a test eventually. Right. Or to. Uh, pull out information in the middle of like a conversation. Like, right. I, to yeah. I mean, really, yeah. you can say the same thing about like every one of those books that we had to read in high school that all of us have forgotten, right? Mm-hmm. We sure. read, we all read them because we had to pass a test as opposed to like we read them because we wanted to experience what this author was trying to tell us through this story, right? We yeah. read them with it. I, I at least read it with that purpose of like, okay, what information is going to be on the test? What do I need right. to know? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like entering into it for the love of, I want to know what this experience was like. Like, yeah. I think that's a different way of reading the story. Yeah. All right. The formatting here on Relevance thing is really awful. Come on, Relevant. It's 2023. Because there's an ad in the Get middle of this, it. and it pushes the text to the side on my phone. Ooh, weird. But like, 
it's so tiny. It's like one letter at a time all the way down. Yeah. Also, it's an ad for like Christian health insurance <laughs> from what I could tell. Yeah, cool. Right. What makes health insurance Christian? Well, I don't know. Great question. Um, I don't think I actually want to know the answer to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a buddy who does basically a version of Christian health insurance. and I Like sells it, it? It seems like a scam to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, his family it feels Oh, okay. Suspect. Yeah. What what does you want to, you want to get into this? I mean, sure. Why not? We got time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, it's it's like you're part of this community, uh-huh. and you're all like sending money every month into like a pot. And then when I get and sick, then when first you need the pot, you get it back. Like you you like okay. apply to like get your your you know money back. From oh, this you pot. apply to get it back. Oh, okay. I think I this is a cult. Th- that's what it feels like. It feels like at some point the pot is just dry. And yeah. Everybody who put in money is like, what? What happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, I mean, I guess that's better than just like, okay, you send the money to this pot, and then when you get sick, we all pray for you. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it's like also- I feel like maybe that's what happens sometimes, though. Yeah, probably. I mean- You're not sick enough to get this pot back, it's so not, we'll right. pray for you. Yeah. It's not like regular insurance doesn't have its own issues. Sure. Right. Yeah. This but, is not to say that regular insurance is like awesome, but- Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Number two. Uh, you read out of duty rather than devotion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm more skeptical of it. I think if you're reading out of duty, it's it's the same kind of thing as the first one. Like duty is not a bad place to start. Yes. Like mm, yeah. if if what gets you reading the Bible is a sense of duty, great. If you stay there, then you're you're missing the point. Like eventually reading the Bible should become a piece of that relationship thing, right? If yeah. I if I start uh, you know, cleaning up the kitchen because out of a sense of duty to my family, that's that's good. Like at least I'm cleaning the kitchen. But eventually I should be doing it not because I feel like this overwhelming responsibility to my family but because i'm like yeah i love being able to do this thing that i know my family appreciates mm. yeah i kind of agree too like if you're doing a bible reading plan it's new year you want to be yeah. like i want to read the bible in new a year. year new you there's going to be days bible. you don't want to read the bible i'm going to sure. be honest like and saying like i made this... parts of the bible you don't want to read yeah i made this <laughs> commitment i want to get into this i'm going to read you know whatever blank chapters a day uh-huh, sure and so some days you're going to be reading out of duty you know like yeah by the way we keep saying duty uh. <laughs> you're right it's great yeah. d-o-o-d-y <laughs> duty is that how you spell duty duty yeah that's how else you spell duty well the you know the, the version we're saying is d-u-t-y yeah yeah that's how i spell duty i've been seeing saying d-o-o-d-y i don't know i've never like thought about the spelling of duty anyway so this is what are you allowed to read the bible on the toilet it's toilet reading it is yeah yeah i think that starting out of a place of duty duty is fine but if you stay there long term you probably need to evaluate yeah why you're still in that headspace right is it because of the way you're trying to read the bible is it because of some roadblock for you personally to connect with it like what is it what is keeping you from enjoying that process yeah and like I think daily Bible reading is really important and really valuable exercise. It's not going to be the way that everybody connects to God. Right. And that's okay too. Like if you're, if you're someone who like, I read the Bible, I know the stories, I engage in that process, but like reading the Bible every day is a bit of a chore for me. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like love languages in some ways, right? Not everybody's love language is cleaning the kitchen, but for some people that comes natural and they're like, I just love to clean the kitchen. Well, maybe for you, you have to work really hard to get up the, energy to clean the kitchen but you know it matters yeah um and so then you clean the kitchen because you know it matters um but then there are other ways that you enter into that relationship and express that that love and and receive that love yeah yeah i agree uh agreement all around um one of the things i think that they are trying to pull out of this that i don't think is 
kind of captured in their heading is reading the Bible to earn like brownie points with God yeah. or an expectation yeah. of like, I'm now holier yeah. or I have like a greater sense of devotion to God and therefore God will reward me in some mm, way. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that. Like that is not how you should read the Bible. Yes. Even with, even out of devotion, you should not read the Bible with the expectation that I get rewarded, that yeah. you will get yeah. a reward of some kind. Yeah. Um, Unless you're doing a Bible plan that has like every 24 chapters, you get a free pizza at Papa John's or whatever. <laughs> Papa John's doing that? I don't know. It's like the summer <laughs> that reading program. That would be program. a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. Summer Bible reading program with a little map. And every, one, <laughs> every so far, you get Great. free pizza. You go in. That would motivate me. Your mom and dad signed that you read the <laughs> yeah, Bible. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I used to crush that Pizza Hut thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. yeah I could say uh, the year I did the, read the Bible in a year, the, you know, Leviticus and Psalms were my two hardest to get Stop. through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those were the two that I was like, oh, geez, this is just real rough. Yeah. yeah. Psalms just because it went on. Forever. It does. It's mm-hmm. massive. It's just never ending. Yeah. Um. So that was definitely a lot of reading out of duty. Sure. Yes. <laughs> do you do you walk in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, number three. If you read a translation, you don't comprehend. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Why would, like if sure. I read in Spanish and I don't understand. Right. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> a different language. The Bible is different translations, all in English. Right. Oh, so like if I if I read like King James, King James, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this means. Yes. But uh, okay, I mean, this one seems like okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that Duh. I don't think that you should only set out to find like what's a Bible that or what's a version of the Bible that I understand either. Like because mm-hmm. like you know there are there are merits to the message translation, which is a, a sure. A, Translation is maybe too strong of a word. It, it is a, a ver- an English version of the Bible that is specifically set out to be kind of in the way that we talk about things, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, so it doesn't just translate the words on the page. It adds what I think is often interpretation in order to make it make sense yeah, it's, in it's, our it's, cultural context. It's a yeah. commentary on the Bible. It right. Has, you know, it, it, and it's also by one man who right. kind of did it all. Mm-hmm. So... Most Bible translations are done by a team yep. of scholars. Committees, mm-hmm. yep. This was by one person. Yeah. You know? so I, and, and I don't think it's necessarily bad. Yeah. But it, it has it has its faults, right? And so yeah. if you just read it like, oh, I read the message because it's plain and I understand it. Yes, that's great. But also there are parts of the Bible that are really confusing that should be confusing that the message tries to smooth over. And mm. we yeah. can miss something there, too. So. I, I think it's actually best if you read multiple versions of the of the scripture. Like not saying yeah. like you have to have like three Bibles open and read like all of them at the same time. But if you have a story that's like, oh, I don't really understand this, then mm-hmm. go to another and see like, well, is there is there something that's different that somebody else captures, or is it, like that's a useful tool. And you can give them all for free. Like you don't sure. you don't have to go to the buy, or a bookstore and buy fifteen different Bibles. They're all online. You can right. find them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like translation from foreign languages mm-hmm. i mean like there's different ways to do this and every bible kind of has its own strategy yep. whether that's like word for word uh phrase for phrase yep. or sentence for sentence yep. and ever there's multiple bible translations that kind of like embrace one of those strategies going mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. um and they all have pros and cons right yep. like they all have like pros and cons of how to best convey the information yeah um but none of them truly can capture what is fully there at all times mm-hmm. right. and so yeah i do think if you're come across something that's confusing pop open in you know esv nrsv niv whatever you know any other versions yeah, all the v's and and <laughs> figure out like what does this look like well how does this make sense for you yeah yeah i mean it's like even now right i think it's the inuit language has like 17 something words for like snow mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and we have like snow and maybe, yeah. maybe sleet and thunder snow and do we have do we have thunder snow? Jim Cantori. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. You see that video? Yeah. Okay. 
But so, so like, you know, if you were translating something from the Inuit language and they described it as this very specific type of snow, which is a very, we don't have a word for that. And right. so sure. you'd have to figure out how am I going to put that into English? Am I going to use like eight words to try to describe yeah. it? Or am I just going to say snow and something's going to be lost in it? Right. Yeah. So this is a, a, a difficulty that exists in all forms of translation. Mm-hmm. Um, we often fall into the trap of thinking that because it's the Bible, that whatever we have on the page is absolutely correct. Right. And the reality is that's that just can't possibly be true. Like, right. Sure, because sure. even now, like you look at NIV and NRSV, like they have differences. Yeah. And both are faithfully trying to interpret the scriptures, uh, but they have differences and they have biases of the translators that are in there. And my thing is that the spirit is working through all of it. Mm-hmm. And so how do we allow the spirit to work through our reading of those different translations mm-hmm. um, to try to get at the intention yeah. And and something could be a faithful translation of the words on the page, but but miss the meaning yeah. that was there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I was in Peru, I was talking to one of their. Um, we have a sister church down mm-hmm. there, and, and one of their young people whose English had come a far a long way since I first met her several years ago. Uh, and we were talking about her English and what this was like, and she said she just can't understand some things that she reads in English. Like she, yeah. the example she gave was she read like something was a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't, what does that mean? Yeah. And I yeah. try to be like, it means it's easy. And she's like, how? You're right. And I'm like, yeah, idioms, yeah. I don't really know. Like, <laughs> Great question we, now that I think about it. Yeah. That, yeah. that that's yeah. a piece of cake. And she's like, but why? Yeah. Why does that make sense in your language? And I'm like, yeah. and, and the Bible has these things too. Yep. Like, the Bible was not written for an English audience in uh, the year 2023. Yeah. Uh, and so, it has idioms. It has phraseology that only makes sense in that culture. And so, how do we, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Do you re- try to reconceptualize it for our own idioms? Mm-hmm. Do you just give a literal translation? Do you give a translation and then parentheses be like, this is probably what they're meaning, but we're not really sure. Yeah. You know, it's hard to kind of navigate those waters. Yeah. You know, like um, for example, like a. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And I've heard like mm-hmm. this try to be explained away mm-hmm. by like maybe there's this gate that you can make your camel squat and yeah. it'll go through and that's called the eye of a needle. Right. Almost maybe, definitely not true. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's just this <laughs> idiom in Jesus' time yeah. that they got instantaneously and we try to work our way around. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, hey, Jesus is trying to point out this is really hard. Yeah. And it would be Or impossibility. Re- it, yeah, it yeah. would be impossible for us to get a yeah. camel to go through the eye of a needle. Like, yeah. yeah. Like there is no there's no trick it's just yeah, there it's just there yeah. okay. do you recommend the king james version that's uh, usually the one that's like the most complicated i yeah. do i do not recommend the king james version um for a variety of reasons uh i mean especially the original king james version is not done was done before a lot of the resources that we have available to us now so yeah. it's not done on the best scholarship there is the new the new king james version which i haven't invested in extensively it's just not my this is not my preference yeah yeah i tend to find it not to be as helpful as other what I would consider to be more plain English ones like the NRSV or the NIV or the ESV or the CEB or the yeah. oh, the CEB I haven't yeah. even heard of that one contemporary English Bible yeah. Oh. yeah yeah it's not it's not great but okay CEV would be my yeah anyway doesn't matter yeah that's I think not there, the important thing I think there are parts in the King James version that when you like read them or have <laughs> them kind of like ingrained into you like sure which are very poetic yeah and it yeah. does sound like this kind of sound like especially like poetry in the bible or mm-hmm. songs of the bible this sounds more poetic and this sounds more songy yeah. than like an english translation th- yeah. the other english translation so i do think there's some value there but it's tough to, to get yeah. through and, and, uh, and i think part of that is just our perception of like 
older English language. And that's right. definitely like, true. Yeah. You could you could read anything in that and with these and thousand it suddenly sounds poetic and you're like, right. wow, For sure. that's yeah. beautiful. Right. And you're like, this was my grocery list. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like common tongue of the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four. Uh, you only read to argue with other Christians. <laughs> yeah. That's you should read anything for that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, agree. I don't know that I have a whole lot more to say about that. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, this is proof texting. I think we've talked about proof texting, but if you're if you're just pulling out pieces of scripture in order to prove your own point or in order to disprove somebody else's point, you're missing the point of scripture. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think, and I think this kind of goes along with this fifth one. Well, I know, and I think we'll cover these maybe a little bit at the same time. Okay. Uh, you cherry pick Bible verses. Ah, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. I prefer to apple pick my Bible verses. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> yeah. Bible verses with the fur. Yeah, right. <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a whole new uh, parody song in the in the works here. Sure, right. sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible's not, I mean, we, I think we've covered this before, but it's worth repeating if you did not know this. It was never written with verses, chapters in mind. Nope. Did not uh, exist. They did not have those numbers. We put those in there mm-hmm. to make it easier to navigate. And I think. It's been a mixed bag. Yeah. Because I think yeah. it has made it easier to navigate. Sure. But it's made it so that like a verse means more than the book yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And that can kind of make it more complex and difficult to kind of navigate some things. Yeah. Um, like so for some books of the Bible, like the book of Proverbs, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a collection of thoughts and sayings. And so maybe like one verse kind of plucked out doesn't necessarily need the context of the verse before it or after it. Mm-hmm. But that's not every book of the Bible. Yeah. In fact, that's the only book of the Bible. Yeah. that, And again, that might mm-hmm. be able to get away with those types of things. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. would be like reading, you know, if you had a, a great novel that you love. At least, what's your favorite novel? Oh, my favorite novel. Yeah, of all time. Oh, gosh, this is such a big question. Let's just say Harry Potter. Uh, okay. No, it's definitely not. Uh, <laughs> the Blue Sword. I don't, th- I don't think you would say Harry Hold Potter. Hold on. <laughs> I've <I'm> got one. <laughs> the Blue Sword. All right, The Blue Sword. The Blue Sword by Robin McKinley. All right, so let's I say... I was saying a book that most people are familiar with. No, that's not. I'm then, not going to be associated with that as my favorite novel. Uh, Nobody blue... said it's your favorite. I said, let's right, talk about it. The Blue Sword. We're talking about The Blue Sword. Okay. But So if you have The Blue Sword, and I love The Blue Sword, and Elise loves The Blue Sword, but we have uh, copies of The Blue Sword that were printed in different months maybe even right mm-hmm. or you know one was the first different edition different edition yep. sure right the page number might be different or and so in some ways like it might be really helpful if the blue sword had chapter and verse numbers right um but normal books just aren't broken down that way and so mm-hmm. sometimes you get up a new edition and you're like oh it used to be on page 77 and now you're like what the heck it's on page 103 right mm-hmm. to eliminate that we added chapters and verses so that it's easier to navigate scripture and yeah, it's a mixed bag. It's kind of like, you know, once upon a time we said only pa- or only priests can read scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else is allowed to have the Bible. And there are a lot of good reasons to do that, but it was also corrupted. And so then we gave the Bible out and there were a lot of good reasons to do that. And it's also been corrupted, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's good and bad to all of this. Yeah. yeah. And it's easy to say like, I have favorite Bible verses. Sure. Or sections of verses that I like. Romans yeah. 5, 8 is my favorite Bible verse. Okay. I really love that. Luke 15 is my favorite Bible chapter. All right. Um, then Revelation uh, 21 you know those are That's solid those are my yeah. favorite sections of the bible mm-hmm. that i know based on those kind of contexts mm-hmm. uh, of those things but yeah that's not how the bible is written yeah and i think so i read this the other day and i think this is interesting this cherry picking of bible verses or using the bible to argue your point so like i read that like when slavery was a big thing in america there were people on both sides arguing the abolition or the preservation of slavery based on scripture mm-hmm. yep uh using the bible to Fend their points. Mm-hmm. And the abolitionists, in some ways, had a harder time arguing based on scripture because they had to argue that the Bi- when the Bible read 
as a whole, mm-hmm. as an overall story, it is pointing to freedom mm-hmm. from captivity. Yep. But the slavers had a verse, mm-hmm. yeah. Multiple one verses. verse that they could point to yep. and say, slaves obey your masters. Yep. And that's, yeah. and, that, and try to shut down the story. <laughs> and so, and I think that that cherry picking a Bible verses, if like to back up your point, whatever the point it is, mm-hmm. whatever contemporary point, you're pointing to a verse instead of the overall story of what the Bible is. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to find yourself, I, personally, that's not how the Bible is written. And yeah. I think yeah. you're, you're, you're missing the point of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe women in leadership. Again, I think the overall story of scripture mm-hmm. is uplifting of women, especially when you're putting in the context of how women were perceived by the culture of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is remarkably progressive, but there's a verse yep. that mm-hmm. says women should be silent in church. Yep. Yep. And so like, I think it makes it more challenging, right? And so this is why I think the Bible should be read as a story, an overall mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. Uh, of mul- across multiple different uh, years, hundreds of years, centuries, by multiple different authors with multiple different points of view. Yeah. So yeah. the, the da- like, not the danger, the challenge, right, is that reading it as the whole story allows for a whole lot more gray area. Sure. And if we are entering into the Bible looking for um, knowledge or looking for proof or looking for facts, right, then we find a verse and we say, ah, that supports what I want to say. And then we take that. Yeah. And so if, we, if we've already entered into the reading the Bible with the wrong foundation of I'm looking for this for purely for information mm-hmm. or purely to answer these questions, then we're already in the wrong place, in the wrong headspace. And we're more likely to, I think, take out those verses and say, ha, this is what I wanted. This supports my position or this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole, it's a whole process. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, oftentimes if we yeah we do that we we end up searching for a god that we is is remarkably similar to our ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. you know that remarkably has the same point of view that we have you right. know and uh, the same uh, thoughts that we have uh, and uh, and I that's obviously a kind of foolishness yeah you know, so yeah, yeah. the uh, our friends at the Bible Project who we often use for our Bible episodes they yeah. they refer to uh, the Bible as Jewish meditation literature and that it's meant to be read and then meditated on and like read over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And And it's not just like, Oh, I read it and now I'm done. It's a, how does, how do I embody this, these words that are a part of uh, the culture and my people going back generations? How do, how does this change and shape my life? And Mm -hmm. in the same way that you might meditate on, I don't know, I'm not a big meditation guy. What do you meditate on? A phrase? Never. Never. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) none of us apparently (laughs) meditate. So yeah. Whatever. You get like a mantra or something, right? And it like, you know, it forms your life and you form your life. Like how does the, how does scripture become that? How do we form our life around embodying this scripture and embodying the challenge of reading it and allowing it to speak into our world today? Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, our listeners are thinking New Year's resolution, do it. I want to read the Bible this year. How, How do you recommend they do that? Just cover to cover, left to right. Yeah, <laughs> start in the middle, go not up. upside down. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I, so if you have never picked up the Bible before, like you have no idea what's in Scripture, mm-hmm. I would start um, with one of the Gospels. Uh, Mark is the shortest. Um, John is my favorite, but it's a little bit more uh, nuanced and esoteric. Um, Luke is also great. Yeah. Uh, I think Luke yeah, is a good Luke's one to start favorite. with. Um, so start with one of the Gospels and read through that and see where you're at. Um, if you have kind of poked around the Bible for a while and have just never like really dove in. Um, I like to say pick a section and read like, okay, I'm going to read uh, the Torah, right? I'm going to read Genesis through uh, Deuteronomy mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, see what that experience is like for you. Or I'm going to read all of Paul's letters and, you know, figure out what those are like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, if you're into it and you want to say, yeah, I want to read the Bible cover to cover, then do it. Um, I think plans are really helpful. Um, there are a lot of places where you can get like communities that uh, are reading along with you or that have uh, resources to support you in that journey. 
Um, I would say don't, don't rush it, right? Yeah. Don't, don't make it like I have to get this done next week. Um, even we have done a, a, an exercise, a, a program here called Bible in 90 days. And even that, like trying to read the entire Bible cover to cover in 90 days is just, it's exhausting. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've done it once here with Lord of Life and other people have done it with us. And it's, it's a powerful journey, but it's an hour of reading basically every day for 90 days. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a lot. And yeah. it's more than a lot of people can reasonably commit to. So, yeah. um, I think, and, and some parts of the Bible are readable and easy yeah. and like fun yeah. to read mm-hmm. and some parts are not yeah. yeah like they're just not fun at all yeah like so you know. I, I think the best thing you can do if you're wanting to say i want to read the bible more um if i think first ask yourself the question that elise asked earlier why why do i want to read the bible more? Yeah. what's what's my goal am i looking to prove something am i looking to learn something am i looking to grow deeper in my faith like what and just be honest about that what's yeah. your goal why do you want to do this and then set a really attainable b- benchmark for yourself like for a week i'm going to read five minutes every day mm-hmm. and see what happens yeah. and then maybe the next week you're like, all right i'm going to read seven minutes every day and then and maybe the next week you're like, okay i'm you know three times this week i'm going to sit down and i'm going to read the bible for 30 minutes like, yeah. you know, just try that and see what happens and and read read consistently right so if you start that you know start in the at the beginning of the book of luke and just read through luke until you get done with luke in that kind of exercise um and just try it and see yeah. what happens I maybe have some advice as somebody who Ooh. like does not really like to read the Bible left to my own devices. Like Ooh, just, sure. you know, the, the reading of the Bible has just not ever been a thing that's it's been like. It's not an exciting. Yeah. It's not. I gotcha. Yeah, that would be fall into the category of like cleaning the kitchen for me. Um, I love to watch the Bible project videos oh, sure. and yep. then read mm-hmm. what goes along with it because then I have the context. I have some interesting like historical yeah. background about what was going on at the time. <laughs> who's saying what and why that kind of thing mm-hmm. really makes it much more interesting for me and the bible project has a video for every book of the they bible do. Mm-hmm. that they kind of go into this is who wrote it this is the ideas behind it these are the main points and yep. themes and how they bleed and lead to one another uh it's really fascinating stuff yeah, yeah. and um, the, the videos are only a couple minutes so it's yeah. not like you're dedicating hours yeah. to every yeah. i think the longest is like maybe 10 yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe yeah yeah it is the bible is a fascinating book and the more i learn about it the more i think it the more intriguing and interesting it becomes mm-hmm. but it also is a tough book you know mm-hmm. it is it is difficult to get through and yeah reading reading the bible th- straight through i mean yeah genesis is like wow this is fun this is kind of like a big story and it's yeah. like a family drama and exodus okay this is interesting moses is his story is fun and then all of a sudden you hit <laughs> like a wall <laughs> well, even in the, ba- the back half of exodus yeah you a wall of like <laughs> laws and laws and text and it is so difficult to yeah. keep going so like it, it is that like yeah. it's okay to think like that's difficult because yeah. it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the other reason that community is so important in this process like even if you don't have like a group that you're like sitting around and reading the bible together like find a couple people to say like hey we're going to hold each other accountable and we're all going to read you know for five minutes every day this week yeah or so. like, you know have a community that you're doing it with and have resources yeah bible project is a great one have resources that you can go to when you're like i have no idea what I just read, or I, or I don't know what I'm getting into. Yeah. If, I, if I open the book of uh, Romans, what am I going to get into? Right? I have a resource that you can go to. Yeah. I also think that like, if you never read the back half of Exodus, that's kind of fine. <laughs> like, you know, like you're skimming through these like genealogies and laws of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's really probably more relevant for if you have a specific like scholarly pursuits or sure. relevant, if that is your, you know, your, uh, that's, that's not where you should start. Yeah. It, if, you, if you're if you're diving into it and you're like, I'm I'm invested. I want yeah. I want like there are lots of things that you can learn even from the back half of Exodus. Sure. Um. But yeah, it's not where you start. Right. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. not. It's not even where a lot of people finish. So, so, <laughs> yeah. <it's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All 
All right, there you go. Uh, well, five ways you're reading the Bible wrong. And, and a few extras. And a few extras. Yeah. 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 And, and, a new, and a new year. Hopefully some and... ways you can read the Bible right. Mm. Correctly. Yeah. yeah. Or at least better. At least yeah. Better. yeah. Yeah. We're always going to make mistakes. I think that's that's okay, too. If you read the Bible and you're like, I think this means this, and then all of a sudden you learn that you were wrong, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be open to learning new things. Be open to the Spirit teaching you something new. That's totally cool. Uh, yeah. We done? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I didn't. Okay. I want to make sure Patrick didn't have another thing. No, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all of our Beyond Sunday at beyondsundaypodcast.com. Uh, write in and let us know your favorite section. We may or may not read it. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently. It's fine. We'll look into who that. Know, who knows how many unread emails we have. No right. kidding. Now I'm concerned. Um, but we, uh, we will work on fixing that particular problem, airing our grievances appropriately in honor of Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, and uh, yeah, we hope that we uh, can hear from you at beyondsundaypodcast at gmail. Dot com. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, buddy. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.